2: This is the VEASAN Hockey Betting Podcast with VEASAN's Hockey Betting Analyst, Andy McNeil. Here is Danny Burke.
4: Welcome into another edition of VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast to kick off your week on this Monday, May 15th. We've got a good episode to look forward to as Michael Leboff over at the Action Network is going to be hopping on, dishing off some of his thoughts from the series we witnessed last night come to an end. Uh, We've got... A big game tonight, game seven between the Stars and the Kraken to look forward to. An update with the odds in the Stanley Cup, uh, some Conn Smythe awards, and much, much more you can look forward to potentially wagering on throughout the remainder of the Stanley Cup postseason. Again, I'm Danny Burke, and alongside it is Andy McNeil at Digital Gambler, where you can catch him on Twitter at Danny Burke5 or myself. So we'll get to Michael momentarily uh we got to sulk in our sadness just momentarily ourselves here though andy of course we had our futures with the oilers come to a crash with vgk overcoming edmonton 5-2 victory last night and the golden knights move on to the western conference finals uh it's a bummer but it was kind of clear that edmonton was not looking strong throughout the wits of that series against the Golden Knights, especially on the defensive side. And even offensively, they went through some lulls. And even last night when they got up to the 2-1 lead, then everything just kind of disappeared on that front. So credit where credit's due to VGK. We'll see what they can do going forward. But uh, yeah, kind of a bummer to uh, see Edmonton fall short this postseason.
5: Yeah, definitely a bummer. I mean, living in the Edmonton area, it's it's fun during playoff time. It's fun when the Oilers are going on a long run, um, and I was I was bummed out last night, especially because uh, because of my futures bet. But uh, it 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 all got, all, all got better uh, this morning when I woke up and I was able to wake up my wife and my son and tell them the Oilers lost because they're both Edmonton Oilers fans. I'm not really an Edmonton Oilers fan. And, uh, yeah, that made that kind of brightened my day a little bit just to, to break the news to them. Does that yeah, make me a bad no person? Fun, I'm sure. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, well, you know, I'm sure uh you were getting plenty of grief from the Bruins. So you got to get some of your revenge in some capacity, right?
5: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it sucks to see the Oilers go out. I mean, any, any chance we can get to watch Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl go to yeah. work in the playoffs is, uh, is great. And, uh, it's too bad that it, it ended the way it did. Um. But I, I think this team is, you know, they're they're still they're still uh, their window to win is still open as long as as long as Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl are there. So, um, hopefully, it's just a, a stepping stone for this team, and there's uh, bigger things to come in the future because they're a lot of fun to watch. Yeah,
4: man, that they are. It would have been a blast, I think, to see the Stars and the Oilers face off in the Western Conference Finals because on paper, they still to me are the two best teams. On that side of the conference, obviously it didn't play out that way for VGK overcoming Edmonton. I guess like offensively just would have been an amazing showdown. But now we're going to see the Golden Knights and potentially the Stars and the Kraken depending on tonight's results. So uh, we might as well get into that. We'll again get Michael's thoughts recapping VGK overcoming the Oilers. Uh, his thoughts on the Eastern Conference finals, and then we will get into game seven with the stars in the crack. And after this quick break here on Vince Hockey Betting Podcast, Michael Lieboff will be joining us. Stay with us.
2: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs?
0: Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.
2: Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. (laughs) I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it.
4: Okay, folks, now it's time to welcome on our guest for this Monday edition of Beeson's Hockey Betting Podcast, and that is Michael Leboff, at Liebowski. where you can follow him on Twitter. You can catch all of his content covering the puck over at the Action Network. Michael, a pleasure to have you on once again, my man. Uh, The last time we talked, obviously, we were in the midst of the first round of the Stanley Cup postseason, and... Now we are just about done with the second round. We're awaiting the results of Game 7 between the Stars and the Kraken. Obviously, we'll get your thoughts on that game momentarily. But we got to get your thoughts from the action last night with the Golden Knights overcoming the Oilers. They win 5-2 and move on to the Western Conference Finals. Man, I know uh, Andy and I were sweating out our futures for the Oilers. We fell short in that department, but... Uh despite what a lot of people myself included thought of this Golden Knights team, man, they just keep finding a way to win. What were some of your biggest takeaways from that series on the side of the Golden Knights?
7: Yeah, I was with you guys on on Oilers stuff and I was disappointed, but I thought that, you know, my my biggest takeaway from from that series, and this actually kind of relates to Seattle and Dallas, which we'll get to later, is I I kept kind of being shocked with how infatuated the betting market was with this Oilers team uh, throughout the series. Um, Vegas, it seemed like every time Vegas beat Edmonton, the market would react like, yeah, no, there's no way they're going to win two in a row. And every time Edmonton won, they're like, okay, now the Oilers have finally taken control of the series. Uh, The prices never really adjusted that much to give Vegas any respect. And I know some of that. Uh, came down to goaltending but Aiden Hill and Stuart Skinner I don't think if you know if those two guys played and I think this is a good question for Andy like if the Oilers and Knights played a game in in January would you make like a huge adjustment for Aiden Hill versus Stuart Skinner I don't think so. I don't think you'd spend too much time trying to dissect that goaltending matchup right like these are just two kind of NHL goaltenders at this point um so I didn't know why the, the numbers never really got there, uh, for or or came down on Vegas because they kept showing well. Like they had a couple of uh, t- tough losses, but in their they were full value in this series. So uh, w- I think we're seeing some of that also in in the other Western Conference series. I think we saw some of it with Florida and Toronto, uh, Game Four, notwithstanding. Uh, that the the market has been kind of weird to react to these underdogs playing better than people thought they were uh, coming into the playoffs. So uh, Vegas finished ahead of Edmonton in the standings, and they were going off at some some pretty big numbers uh, game by game. So uh, it was disappointing, but I was just so confused by the way these, these games were priced.
5: Yeah, we talked about it on the podcast. I thought the Oilers uh, game lines on a game-to-game basis, especially like you said, as the series went on, we're inflated and you know you bring up a great point with the goaltending and and i think i'm i mean if there's any area of the game where we as handicappers could make some big big inroads it's it's goaltending evaluation um i don't know if we'll ever get there uh but yeah if it was january and and you know there was a switch from aiden hill to laurent pressois or vice versa I, I mean, I think people would have perceived it the other way, the opposite of what it was perceived uh, in this playoff series. So a um, little, little bit of uh, a, a peculiar reaction there, I guess, by the betting market. But um, yeah, full full credit to Vegas. I personally think that, um, you know, I, I was waiting for Edmonton to, to finally string together a good performance or one of these th- teams to string together a good performance from one game to the next. Uh, and I thought Edmonton did that in the latter part of the series, but um, you know, between the, you know, timely goals that Vegas would score and the short stretches where Edmonton would kind of shoot themselves in the foot by taking some bad penalties or just kind of crumbling in the defensive zone, um, you know, really cost them. And, and I think obviously Jonathan Marsh's host, natural hat trick last night was, uh, was a, a big, uh, a big example of, of kind of how the series went for, for the others. and, too bad they had a good team. Uh, I think Stuart Skinner has a bright future. I don't think he's, you know, toast by any means. Um, but then again, goaltenders, man, I, I, I really feel defeated when, when, with, with yeah. some of the, the ways that things turn out with, uh, with the goaltending in in these playoffs sometimes. Yeah. It's yeah. been wild.
7: <laughs> uh, the Philip Grubauer situation, I think is the one that's getting the most attention, uh, because of just the the polar, the polarizing kind of ends of the spectrum he's played at over the his crack in tenure now, uh. But yeah, just look around. Like, did did anybody think Freddie Anderson was gonna? He's he's like a Conn Smythe contender according to some bookmakers now, and I didn't see that coming. Uh, he, and I don't know if he's really been a huge story and with the way he's played, but he's just given solid goaltending and he's showing up every day to work. Uh, that you look, Bobrovsky like. Coming into the playoffs, everybody would have told you the hardest to move contract in the NHL. I don't, no faith in him. I remember he that that rebound. And sorry to rehash this, Andy, but like that that rebound he gave up uh, against the Bruins in Game Seven when Pasternak scored. I was just like, "Yep, that's it. Like he's he's cooked. They're gonna find like just bury him now." And he could he was so good against uh, Toronto, and I did not see that coming. Uh, I thought the goaltending in that series was a wash and honestly would have given the edge to Samsonov. So it's been a, it's been a playoff of chaos and and on the surface, but also under the surface as well. When you like look at these things that we thought we could count on uh, with, with like reasonable expectations, like Jake Oninger outplaying Philip Grubauer and stuff like that. And and those things just haven't really uh, come to fruition. Same, you know, The Maple Leafs scoring two goals every game in the series, stuff like that, uh, really kind of opened the door for chaos. And if you were ahead of that, you're probably sitting very pretty right now uh, in these playoffs.
4: Yeah, that is for sure. And gentlemen, before we move on to tonight's game, I did just want to throw out there now that we have... Uh, at least on the Eastern Conference, that matchup solidified some of the odds for these teams to win the Cup. Uh, the Hurricanes plus two twenty-five is their best number I saw at Bet Rivers. The Golden Knights plus two forty also at Bet Rivers. Then at Bet MGM, you could get the Panthers at plus three fifty. The Stars at DraftKings are six to one, and the Kraken are sixteen to one at DraftKings. So uh, if you've got some good confidence, they can win tonight, and you think they got a. Hunter's chance there in the conference finals may be worth a slight investment with Seattle if you feel that bullish on them at 16-1. to But, Michael, I know uh, certainly a lot of these odds have decreased the farther we go throughout the postseason. We all know that and understand that. But I guess if someone's asking you, someone who's looking at these numbers right now, hasn't placed a bet yet in terms of the odds to win the Stanley Cup, uh, what would you maybe suggest based on those odds that I just listed off?
7: Yeah, if they were if they were like how bent on just backing someone uh, in this specific market, I think I would probably look towards Dallas at at six to one. Um, I actually think you know we'll talk about that game later, and I'll give out uh, what what I like in in terms of that game by game. But uh, you know, they are the favorite tonight. This number will will slash. I I think them and Vegas will end up being pretty close to pick them. Uh, In in terms of a series price, Vegas, maybe a a slight favorite with home ice, but uh, they, the Dallas Dallas should have the, the goaltending advantage if they get through. Um, Whereas, you know, Seattle, I, I see the allure in, in it, in 16 to one for sure. But of all these teams asking them to, to like, if, if we are talking about them getting through tonight, then they have to win two more series. I think of all the teams, they're probably the one I'd have the least confidence to be able to. Do it again, but they've they've proven already that, that they punch up really well. They've been an underdog in every game they played this postseason. So I wouldn't scoff at anybody saying uh that they'd bet 'em. It just it's tough for me to suggest that. If, when they were sixty five to one I saw uh, at DraftKings before uh, game six against Dallas. So that would be a pretty tough pill to swallow when you could have got them at that number. Um but yeah, it would be Dallas, I guess, but it's not, you know, something I'd be too thrilled about.
5: Yeah, Andy, I, do you, you share I think, a similar sentiment. I think uh I think you look at a lot of these matchups or potential matchups and we could be looking at teams where I mean like like Michael said Dallas and Vegas if that if that is the Western Conference final we're looking at something close to a pickem um you know not really much of a of a wide margin between Florida and Carolina that one's priced pretty tightly minus 130 plus 110 on the series line. Um, you know, you're, you're looking at some pretty short favorites and some, you know, small dogs here. I, I think you got to look at the, you know, series rollover potential because then you look in the, you know, at potential Stanley cup final matchups and it, you could once again be faced with a, a bit of a pick em situation, right? So the math might be, um, uh, you know, better to, to do the series rollover. If you, uh, if you like a team like Carolina or Vegas or, um, or Florida even, but, uh, Dallas at six, probably, probably the, the one that I would go with as well. Uh, if I had, uh, if I had to make a play. All right,
4: good deal, fellas. Well, let's go ahead and jump into tonight's game with the Kraken and the Stars for Game 7. Just looking at some of these openers, Circa, for example, a book that we're typically referencing when we're looking at some of these opening lines, uh, had Dallas minus 195, Seattle plus 176 on the other side, total at six with slight juice to the under, minus 115. And now if you look over at Circa and based off where their odds currently have it, Dallas is minus 203. Seattle is plus 183 on the buyback. Total is ticked up, uh, just or rather ticked down. The, the six is still there, but the juice then is minus 120 to the under. Now, I know that not everybody has the plus 183 at circa available. So, in most jurisdictions, especially here in Illinois, I'm seeing the best number is plus 175 if you want to jump in on Seattle. Uh, Andy, I know we've talked about this a little bit. Uh, over the weekend when you were hopping on VEASAN Live at Saturday with myself and Jared Smith. So I'll let you take the floor again first and have you explain what position you're taking for tonight's affair.
5: Yeah, I'm, a, I'm on Seattle. I was able to get plus 180. I think uh, for the most part, I'm, I'm seeing that. I wouldn't say widely available, but it, it's one of those things. If you shop around, you should be able to find something close to that. Uh, they would still be a bet at plus 175, but um, yeah cracking or nothing here i i I think it's like michael said we we should have probably seen a bit of a shift uh in how this these games are priced uh you know given how this series has played out um but that hasn't really happened and and i mean you know seattle is is uh, as big of an underdog uh, as they were to begin the series as they are in game seven and i don't think that's right i think a fair line for this game is plus 165 uh, minus 165 in favor of Dallas. Um, so yeah, plus 180, good for a, a unit there um, on the Kraken. And, and, you know, I, I mean, Dallas is a favorite for good reason. They've held some advantages in this series, 57% edge in all situations, expected goals. But, you know, the shot attempts haven't been, you know, in, in heavily in one direction or another. Um, and I think you'll, you you look at how... Seattle's depth is matched up and both teams have had a lot of goal scores in this series, 11 skaters on each team, 11 different skaters that have, that have scored goals. And Seattle has a lot of guys putting up goals right now, eight different multi-goal scorers, So their offense can come from anywhere uh, and they've, they've shown that they can get to, to Jake Ottinger enough in this series where um, I'm willing to bet on them and, you know, in a winner take all game at plus at plus one eighty. So, I mean, I don't think I'm going to win the bet. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll take the the value or what I think is value here uh, because I think, you know, if, if, unless Ottinger's at his best, I think Seattle will live up to these, right. these odds and then some, right. So um, yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, with you. Yeah. Go ahead, Michael. Explain it's, your position here.
7: It's this is kind of what I was alluding to. Um, cause, cause this isn't just a, like a, Oh, they've looked good in the series situation, right? Like, They beat Colorado last series too, and they also were strong in the regular season. This isn't, uh, you know, some. This isn't like the Predators last year get like just getting lucky and and uh, a team like the Predators, I should say, getting lucky and and forcing a game seven because of a like a crazy goaltending performance. This is (laughs) a team that just went toe to toe with Colorado and toe to toe with has gone toe to toe with Dallas, and they're not getting any market respect and it, it's crazy to me because you, you'd think that after doing it now for 14 games people would just be like i'm, I'm kind of sick of betting against this team i'm sick yeah. of, of <laughs> playing minus 200 to, to try to beat the kraken uh i don't i don't get it um, um
5: i i i just i think i can't help but think about you know how dallas during the regular season like you look at some of the teams they played against You look at that Central Division, just terrible. Some of the worst offensive teams in the NHL, even the Pacific Division. The Western Conference in general had some of the worst uh, offensive teams, the worst teams in, in the NHL. And Seattle was one of the few teams that had a good offense, and and it, so it it shouldn't really all be that surprising that the Stars are having a bit of trouble here, especially because the Kraken have three lines that can score. It's not like they have one line to shut down. Right. So, um, I, yeah, I mean, it is. I don't really get it. Uh. I think like the aura has worn off Jake Ottinger. I mean, it was one series, two series that we've seen him really like one series, really that we've seen him really dominate, And that was last season. And he had an up and down year. Like, it's not like he was lights out. He's not a Vesna candidate. You know what I mean? Like it's right. Yeah. um, But for whatever reason, it's just this, there's a a real sentiment out there that this guy's going to bounce back and he's going to be good enough. But um, yeah, we haven't really seen it in the series. I think, I think if, if, if if Dallas had slacked off a little bit earlier in the series in a couple of those games, uh, Seattle might've come out on top. And so a lot of things are going to have to go right for the stars tonight.
7: Yeah. A lot, a lot of things are going to have to go right. And that's not what you want to be saying when you're laying minus 200. It's, it's so weird uh, to me. I will say though, if, if you do, if you are a stars fan listening to this and you like, dallas's chances and you know they are scared of the the minus 200 which i would be i think the best way to bet dallas to like get any exposure on dallas would be to look for rope rope a hints is thoughts uh because mm-hmm. he's he's still longer than jake ottinger and uh he's as andy was saying like it's not like ottinger stole the show uh during the minnesota series either he was good but
5: yeah. wasn't really the story in that one yeah uh, i wanted to ask you about that like do you think Ottinger has really tanked his chances for winning the Cons? there? of uh, yeah. course you've I, got I two would make two I would matchups, make hints. right? Like,
7: yeah, I would make hints unless I, and and also look at who they'll play next, right? Like Vegas, it's not like Vegas is Edmonton, where if if Dallas beat Edmonton in in, in a conference final, Ottinger would have to be the story. Uh, against Vegas, it's it's very different. Like it, this isn't an, uh, an offensive juggernaut that's gonna pepper you and, and dominate on the power play and, and, and force your goalie to be the, the star series of the series. It's, it's the golden Knights. They're, they're kind of like Dallas in a way where it's, you know, they'll, they'll get their three or four goals. They score, um, you know, they've got a couple good, you know, top six lines and, uh, are just like a solid team. And they're, they're very kind of state. They stay scripted. They, they, they have a good coach who, who knows how to manage games and, uh, same thing with Dallas. So, if if Dallas does advance, and the 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 odds are telling you it's likely that they will, I don't see how Ottinger. The the one guy who scares me with this bet is Pavelski, but I don't see how Ottinger and Pavelski are both shorter than Hints with the way that he's piling up points and and just like eye test wise, he's just looked incredible as well. So, yeah, it's it is a little scary with Pavelski lurking, and that's you know the storyline of him getting his first cup, et cetera. But I. I think hints if you're just looking at the the numbers uh
5: i think a 20 to 1 shot uh on him is still fine yeah i totally agree i think um and i think with pavalski while he could very well be in the running and you know make a big difference in in some more of these matchups um i think you know you look at the it's just a lot of totals right now he put up that one big game he missed a lot of time um but of course there's still a lot of you know a lot of runway here or potentially a lot of runway here to to, you know make up for that but right now I think it's it's hints or or nothing for Dallas um he's he's been their best player all of the players in the you know he might not be getting the media attention right now because of uh just the you know the other teams that were in the the first round or the first and second rounds that were hogging up all that attention but um I think obviously as the the conference final, assuming they go on here, the, the four teams are Dallas, Vegas, um, Florida, and Carolina. Uh, the media is going to have to pay attention to somebody. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to think Rupe Hintz is going to be pretty uh, pretty attractive given what he's done. And the fact that when you ask the other Stars players, you know, who, who their MVP is, even Jake Odinger, I think he's going to tell you Rupe Hints right now. So
7: Yeah. That's one of my favorite tropes in, in hockey media is when they – the, the kind of media dis- parachutes in, in in series like this, when uh, their teams get eliminated and they say, you know, we don't talk enough about Rope hints. And you say, yeah, that's your job. <laughs> you, that's, you, your job is to talk about him.
5: <laughs> I don't want to generalize, but as somebody who grew up on Atlantic time, which is even worse than Eastern time, if you want to watch hockey games, like the Oilers, like last night, the Oilers would have started at 11 o'clock in my hometown, 11 PM. Right, like that's Jeez. that's insane, right? Yeah, that was nuts. And I so if if you live in uh, Eastern Canada, if you're on Atlantic time, if you're on Eastern time, there is no way. Like, and I don't want to generalize because I'm sure there are you know some people, some freaks out there, but there are no there is no way that that like the 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 majority of hockey writers uh, in you know on Eastern time are staying up to watch Western games during the regular season every <laughs> night. Absolutely no freaking way.
7: No, I'm with you. You can uh. kind of tell..
4: Yeah, the, uh, that was a nightmare yesterday, the scheduling mishap by ESPN. Uh, nobody was, was knew what hilarious. the hell they were doing. I mean, you not... got a 9-1 baseball game, again, with two terrible pitchers featured, and they chose to go with the baseball game that stunk instead of going with the game. Yep. And what was hilarious, too, is when they were doing the split screen, then Carl Ravitch was a play-by-play guy for the baseball game, and he ended up doing the play-by-play for that first goal that happened 20 seconds in <laughs> between Edmonton and VGK. So everybody's like, well, that's what you get, right? You, you completely missed the first three goals to watch this stupid baseball game that nobody cares about in the middle of may <laughs> it's just so ridiculous i'm on and, mountain
5: time and yeah. it's it's perfect man like 5 p.m starts during the regular season yeah. the, the the late games are 7 8 p.m you know like maybe the odd the odd 8 30 start or, or whatever but um like games are done by midnight you know before well before midnight actually so it's 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 the perfect, the perfect time. Yeah. Oh, that is
4: for sure. But all right, fellas, let's get into uh, the Eastern Conference now that of course we know that matchup with the Hurricanes and the Panthers. Uh the series price is fairly similar with the game one prices. DraftKings has the hurricanes for the series winner minus a buck 30. The best number on the Panthers, plus 120. I saw out here in Illinois at FanDuel. And if you're looking at something like total number of games played, Bet Rivers had over five and a half minus a buck 86. Under five and a half was at plus 145. And then for the game one lines, going back to DraftKings, again, you see Carolina right there at minus 130, Florida at about plus 110. Total five and a half with slight juice to the over. Uh, Michael, we'll start with you, my friend. Do you have any early action for this series? Or are we kind of waiting for some things to develop, maybe letting the market marinate and just kind of waiting some other
7: things out? So I don't write at the start, but I had this same kind of um, plan with, with the Devils that uh, the Devils Hurricane series that I will with this one, which is Caroline is such a, a weird matchup for for anybody in the NHL. And I think this, this kind of goes to the theme we talked about a couple weeks ago with, with handicapping playoffs compared to regular season. Like if if this was a random Tuesday night in February, I wouldn't really care too much with the stylistic matchup between Carolina and Florida. But since they're the two teams playing each other over and over again, it does matter a bit. Um, and it also matters that Florida is coming off of a series in which they played a very different team from Carolina. Uh, the, the Leafs were not very physical. The The Panthers could kind of have their way uh, in, in, uh, on the outside of the dots and stuff like that. So it'll be an adjustment for for florida i think playing in carolina is an adjustment for anyone as well like that the hurricanes have been so good at home for a while uh so at the the current prices that you see like you know basically a coin flip hurricane's a slight favorite uh, to win the series i think it's it's a pretty easy pass but i would have some interest in florida after game one should they lose uh and they kind of get their their feet wet with how to play against the hurricanes the devils it never came to fruition but i had a feeling that New Jersey would struggle with that kind of matchup. They thrive. Uh, the Devils do with open ice. And in transition, Carolina just doesn't let you do that. Florida, I think, is more of a a counterpunching team, a better counterpunching team uh, than New Jersey is. Uh, the, the Devils are, you know, just like they're not as physical and uh, the forecheck won't get as, uh, get going as much as Florida's will either. So they'll be able to, to kind of go punch for punch with Carolina a little bit better than New Jersey did Uh, that's not to say that Florida is a better team than New Jersey I just think stylistically they might match up better in a best of seven uh, against the Hurricanes and the Devils did but I do have a a a big big price that I like in this series Um, and it's a bet I made before the Leafs series against the Panthers and I'm going to go right back to it Uh, Nick Cousins is 200 to one to to lead the series in goal scoring and I find that number to be incredibly appetizing. Um, when you look at these two teams, uh, sure, Kachuk, Hagee, those guys—they'll probably be. If, if Florida wins, they'll probably be the ones that end up on the score sheet more often than not. But there's no reason for Nick Cousins, who plays on that line with Kachuk and Sam Bennett, which was a you know has been a beast throughout these playoffs, to be this long. He scored twice in in that leaf series. He scored the first and last goal of that series. He had a couple other good looks, gets a couple bounces, and and it's a short. It was a short series. My my strategy for that uh, bet was a three hundred to one before the leaf series was. Look, if it's if it's a outlier crazy series where the Panthers sweep or win in five, uh, you know you're not asking Cousins to do much, uh, and and it probably if if that was the case, that would probably mean that that line did really well. And, uh, he would have a chance and, you know, I got two out of the three boxes ticked on that bet. couldn't get the third one, the most important one, which was him actually, you know, going off on one game, getting, you know, two or three goal game didn't happen, but I'm right there again. I think that just the fact that he plays on that second line, that the hurricanes won't have too many, like they score by committee. I think Jordan Martinook led their last series in scoring, uh, like Aho, Natus, those guys, like you can't really rely on them to. To just run away with a series uh, in terms of goal scoring, so I actually think that Cousins at two hundred to one is is well worth a bet. I think you can make a case for a couple other long shots, but when you look around the board in this market, you'll see like Paul Stastny at fifty five to one. That's inser- that's insane when you compare him to Cousins. He's a fourth liner on on, on Carolina. Uh, there, there's Eric Stahl is fourth line on, on Florida. He's eighty to one. So I just think Cousins is is a standout price here uh, at. Triple the odds of of some people that don't even have close to a chance of uh, of leading this market. I mean, Jesse Pulley one hundred thirty to one. He's not going to play. Ryan Lomberg's one hundred forty to one. He's hurt. So, yeah, get on the cousin strains with me. Two hundred to one.
5: <laughs> really great breakdown, man. I love that bet. I think uh, I think I might have to take a look at that one for sure. Um, I'm on the Panthers in an early price at at plus one twenty in game one. Uh, we saw it move to plus one ten at DraftKings now. Um, you know, that, that, that's just is what it is. And that's where I think the, the game should be. I think game one should be lined around minus minus one twelve in favor of the hurricanes. We've seen a lot of variants in game one in these playoffs. Um, you know, and, and I think you just, you look at offense and, and Florida just really has something going here and they, they've played two really tough defensive teams, maybe not in a physical sense, uh, when you think of Toronto, but, um, they were they were able to to put up some goals and I think they can really find their scoring touch in this series. I, I don't think the Hurricane stars match up well uh with the Panthers stars and and you know I think with way, with the way Sergei Babrowski is playing right now, he's a total wild card, obviously, but um I don't think there's a you know a, a big edge in goaltending for either team here. I think Frederick Frederick Anderson, while maybe getting some con Smythe buzz, hasn't Done enough, in my opinion, to be the the MVP of this Carolina Hurricanes team. I think it's been a pretty, pretty, uh, a pretty big team effort. Um, really good, some really good defensive performances mixed in there, especially against the Devils. So, um, it's it's going to be a fun series. I think the games are going to be wild. I think they're they're going to be track beats. I think they're going to be really back and forth and um physical and and fast and and it's it's I think gonna be the better of the the two matchups regardless of of who wins game seven tonight between uh Dallas and Seattle.
7: yeah, I think there's more potential for chaos here than people realize and I think there's some kind of fun intricacies if you're into that kind of stuff like tactical stuff uh between these two teams as well uh and and they're both so physical, so like things could really get off the rails here uh it could be a lot of fun. So, uh I, I would yeah, I like I think the Panthers would be the side that I I'd, I'd lean to game by game and uh, but I I think that there's uh some really there's going to be some fun kind of prop stuff that you can get into uh pre-series uh whether it's like most points, most goals uh, that that someone someone weird could come out of this thing and we we'll you know we'll be talking about him like like Jordan Martinook from from the last series. So, I'm I'm actually pretty excited about this one.
4: Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm sure a lot of people looking forward to it. I know we'll be covering it extensively here on the podcast. Andy, I know you got that early action looking at the Panthers and uh, may have to hop in on that with you because, uh, yeah, seeing that plus price with Florida based on how they've played, based on how Bobrovsky has been turning things around, is very tempting in that Eastern Conference showdown. So, again, looking forward to that. And then the big game tonight with Dallas and Seattle. Tons to still cover here throughout the Stanley Cup postseason. Michael, we appreciate you helping dish out some insight, giving us your thoughts and bets on some of the action tonight and going forward. Folks, again, make sure you follow Michael on Twitter at the Lebowski, and you can get more of his content over at the Action Network. So, Michael, again, my man, best of luck with all your plays, and uh, look forward to chatting again soon in the future.
7: You got it. Thanks for having me.
4: Okay, awesome stuff from our guy, Michael Leboff. Again, folks, you can follow him on Twitter at the Big TheBigLebowski. Yes, L-E-E-Bowski is what the Twitter handle consists of. And his content is featured over at the Action Network, also host of the Islanders' Anxiety Podcast. Uh, at least he doesn't have as much anxiety with them post-first round. We'll see what kind of anxiety may be featured going forward with some of these matchups. And I know there's going to be plenty of it in Game 7 for Stars and Kraken fans uh man, this is wild to see the price at the at the spot it is. And I know you, Andy, and Michael were talking about this, and I'm with you guys. Like, I'm taking the stab on Seattle tonight. And again, at the beginning of the show, I was kind of saying how, like, personally and internally, I was rooting to see a Stars and Oilers Western Conference Finals, but we're not going to get that, obviously, with VGK overcoming Edmonton. And it's just insane to me how much of a price you're getting on Seattle in the underdog position based on the way that Ottinger has been playing. I mean, in terms of the second round, he's got the worst goal save above expected at minus 8.11 over at Evolving Hockey. And Grubauer hasn't been fantastic. He's minus 2.15, but he's been a tad bit more sturdy than Ottinger has. And when you look at game six too, and it's hard to get into the mentality of some of these players, Andy, but like if the Stars went into game six and they lost, say maybe, I don't know, like four to two or something like that. Ottinger gives up three and the fourth is an empty net. All right, so be it. He could bounce back game seven. But the fact that he got pulled, I wonder what that does to the mentality of a younger, impressionable, perhaps goalie like Ottinger, who hasn't had one solid game really this entire second round. So that's what I think also makes the Kraken at about plus 175, the best price that I'm seeing here in Illinois. Very, very appealing, and I'm going to be taking a stab at that. Uh, even though, again, when you talk about expected goals force and the percentage has a big majority in favor of Dallas, uh, the goaltending, uh, a big discrepancy and big unreliability here at this point, as unfortunate as it may be to say with Jake Ottinger. So I'm with you, my man. I'm going to be sweating out the Kraken. Uh, I'm snagging plus 175, and uh, we'll see what happens. And by the way, uh, again, that total, folks, at 6 with some heavier juice to the under. Each game in this series has featured at least six goals. In fact, the only game that landed on six was game two. All the other games have gone over. So uh, if you have some interest in the total, as we know, we have seen plenty of offense. And for our sake, Andy, hopefully it's coming out of the side of Seattle this evening.
5: Yeah, let's get it cracking. Go Seattle.
4: <laughs> See, we need to get we need to get one kind of like saying from you. You had the meow with the Panthers. It worked for you la- uh, last Friday heading into the weekend. <laughs> And, and now we got it cracking with Seattle. So uh, hopefully we we keep your uh, phrases with the hot streak going with the teams you're betting, my friend.
5: Yeah, hopefully uh, we can keep it going. But uh, Seattle, I mean, like I like I talked about, they, they've been able to, to chase Ottinger from a couple of games. They've been able to get to him. Um, they just got to put in that full 60-minute effort. Their season's on the line. I'm sure the stars are not going to be easy to contend with. But, um, you know, I've got all the faith in the world. Uh, in Seattle to be able to at least live up to the price um and not play like a a you know a team that's worse than than a plus one Haiti underdog. So uh, I, I I am I am all over Seattle tonight.
4: All right. I love it, my man. Well we'll be sweating that one out folks and best of luck to whatever you guys are sweating out there. And again, before we head out, be sure you give Andy a follow on Twitter at digital gambler and he's tweeting out all his content that he writes up at com, where you can also Take a look at that, doing write-ups for every game, for every series. Awesome stuff he's producing. And then for myself, at Burke 5 And folks, for the show, appreciate if you like and subscribe to VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast. Helps us and helps you get notified when the episodes are released as soon as possible. Big shout-out to Michael Liebaugh for hopping on. And uh, yeah, folks, enjoy the game tonight. We'll be back again tomorrow for some more action here on VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast.
1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW proof. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.